and being able to to pick. Uh, uh, I went into politics. Let me put it that way. I went okay. into politics. So okay, it's all right. What it is? Yeah, you make you make your bed and you you lay in it. So well, I do it all the time. So it is what that it is. That is true. That is true. And, and we're called fantasy sports and politics for a reason. Yes, we t- we talk about the political side of sports, mm-hmm. but um, there is a real political side about things going on in the world. Um, mm-hmm. So, and with Justice Scalia uh, passing away and this whole controversy of, you know, one party saying the president can't do something and he shouldn't do something or whatever, you know, it, it's... Con- it should not be, but it is. And uh, it, again, a lot of people are coming around to say, okay, and it's not just people of color. They're coming around saying that um, that one party continually tries to treat our president as if he was a second class citizen with no power. And um, yes, I do know uh, when. President Bush was in office. Some people did the same thing on the Democratic side. Uh, However, uh, it was left at one person saying it, and then um, it wasn't pursued. And the person that Bush wanted to get confirmed got confirmed. So I'll leave it at that. Let's let's focus in on fantasy baseball because that's what the folks are here for right now. Um, Before we get to it, what's your outlook? For the baseball season, JT. Um, in reality Unbiased. or in fantasy? Um, well, we'll get to fantasy, but reality and be unbiased because I know how you feel about a certain Met organization, which really oh, isn't a good organization. But it's 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 you know what, and, and I think this has been happening uh, for the last um, several years that become more of abundance of pitchers being showcased on their special on their teams. And even more so now, there is a obvious, um, I wouldn't say bias, but obvious uh, need for uh, pitching. Uh, and an obvious search for um, pitchers to be able to consistent pitching and and more than one um, consistent pitcher on a team is a, is an absolute must um, obviously and it, including the bullpen so I think the at one point uh, the baseball was relying uh, on pitching uh, early on in the uh, in the uh, from 1960s, whatever to oh my God, I guess the Mark um, McGuire, Jose Cosenco time when it, and then then the hitting became uh, the big draw. I think it's come full circle again that um, pitching is is the dominant thing right now. Quite naturally, you're going to get decent hitting. But not as well um, received as guys on each team um, that have um, pitching power hitters. Pitching. Excuse me. Never mind. Go ahead. 
pitching talent. And uh, you, you see that it, this past moves, a lot of teams have um, shored up their pitching and realizing that um, pitching a good defense, just like in football, I have to get an analogy in football, defense wins championships. Good pitching and defense wins championships also in, in baseball. I agree. Um, and I was trying to tell some people that I'm in a fantasy league with, um, and I, we're going to talk about a trade I made uh, in this in this particular league. Um, but this keeper league, they don't put a premium on pitching. And, you know, I don't know if these guys were just trying to get the new guy, so to speak, in the league, not to hold on or, or – uh, make a trade that I made, but uh, I believe very strongly that baseball has gone back to and will continue to practice the art of defense, ground ball uh, pitching. Uh, now you're going to have your Mike Trout. You're going to have your Bryce Harpers. You're going to have a few select guys, they're going to hit the ball hard regardless because they're young and strong. Um, but for most, for the most part, your shortstops, second baseman are going to be the ones that are going to be very, very important because those are your on-base guys because they're going to be stealing bags. They're going to, you know, hit doubles, triples, and all the other good stuff because you're going to see a lot of small ball, in my opinion, in Major League Baseball this year. It started out last year. If you notice, that's how the Royals won. Defense, small ball, but they were in the American League. Normally you see small ball in the National League, but not last year. And that trend continues to happen. So uh, for me... I think whoever plays solid defense this year, and that's normally the Cardinals out of uh, the National League and uh, the Royals, who might go back-to-back, who put a premium on their pitching staff that is very young, and their defense is pretty outstanding. You know, big bats aren't making that much money this year. I mean, trust me, baseball – has been very, very good to me, as some people might say. But the guys like Yashio Puig, who have terrible averages, but have, you know, strong bats, aren't doing much. Hence, they're getting sat on the bench. They're becoming a utility guy because they're a liability. They can't feel the ball or make good decisions uh, from the outfield or infield. Uh, this young kid that's 16 years old, supposedly, down in Cuba, who's a big stick, but can play defense. You know, it, it's it's interesting. 16 years old, they're talking about drafting him number one. It's crazy. But you better believe I'm going to get my boys involved in baseball. But anyway... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you want to get involved in our conversation, you can always dial the number, which is 347-637-3220. Again, that number is 347-637-3220, and you'll get on board with us. 
and we'll chit chat and click the clack 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 as we crack back on some uh, topics of fantasy baseball. So, Mr. Taylor, today you're going to discuss your top. I'll give you top fifteen, top twenty outfielders. I will do my top fifteen to twenty second baseman. And the way this is going to work, ladies and gentlemen, is this: we're either going to count down from uh, we're going to count down from our lowest to highest and give a brief example or reason for four or five of these guys. Um, it's not going to be a ho hum drum exciting. Hey, this is da 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 for every player because that's going to take way too long. Um, but we might, you know, tangent a little bit on some of these players, but for the most part, it's to help you get ready for your fantasy baseball season. And if you are a baseball fan, these might be some folks you want to look out for if they're on your team. We're going to finally wrap it up with a couple of trade talks that, uh, as I said before, I I had some trades in this one particular league, and I'm going to get Jerry, a.k.a. the master, uh, opinion. I have to wait for mom to bless off on his opinions because we know mom is right and he and stop, he's not. Stop, stop. Well, I told I told you shots fired. You you you, you fired stop. shots. Wait a minute, but you, you were talking okay. You, you okay okay. okay. <laughs> Understand something here. I got almost twice as your age. Almost twice almost twice your age. Uh, so yeah. understand. Understand that that I've shot, I've fired more shots than you ever, you ever forgotten. Let me put it, I've forgotten more shots than you, you remember. <laughs> you forgot to say, <laughs> but you forgot to I, say, you can't remember that. <laughs> remember that. Anyway, uh, speaking of tangents, speaking of tangents, um, I did talk about the, uh, um, Supreme Court. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but I just want those who are um, follow the, the political realm. And then I'm quite naturally, there's probably some of you that are listening to this show that, um, uh, and I'm not saying one way or the other, but consider Ronald Reagan a a um, a president that is is revered by some. Just Go to YouTube, okay, and type in Ronald Reagan's speech on Supreme Court. And filling a Supreme Court vacancy, whether it's a constitutional obligation or not, and just listen what he has to say. And it's so apropos for what's going on today. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. I've listened to it more than once, and it couldn't be more fitting in in um this today's atmosphere it couldn't be more fitting and it has to do with him one year left in his presidency and having to fill a vacancy in the supreme court i mean it you know i'm i'm not a uh big supporter of ronald reagan but what he said a little more than a minute speech couldn't be more fitting that's all I got to say. I don't know if you ever saw it, Vic, or you ever seen it or listened to it. it it's absolutely on target. 
Well, with that being said, I really didn't like anything Ronald Reagan did. It was personal for me, really. Um, I understand. So, uh, it's going to be hard. All I got to say is listen to him. I happened to, I think he caught it on Facebook. I think I shared it with quite a few people. Um, and I probably shared it with you. You probably did. You probably just glossed over it. I'm telling you, I'm not a, like, and I, I'll tell you right up. I'm not a Rod and Regal fan at all, but I just listened to this because I listen to everything and I gather my own opinion, regardless of who it is, because listening, you can really find out what a person is, regardless if you agree with them or not. So, um, I listened to this and it couldn't be more on point for today than ever. Trust me, trust me, and that's coming from a guy on the other aisle, other side of the aisle. But I had to, had to agree with what he was saying because it didn't make a difference. Uh, what side of the aisle you were on, he was on point. Well, and that's the thing, and Republicans uh, swear up and down on the legacy yep. that that's why, uh, that's my point Ronald Reagan did. Yep. You know, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let's move on, but you're right. Okay. So JT, let's talk about our yes, well. Let's get into these um, fantasy selections here. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to show you how I want it done, I'm going to start first. Okay. Um, I have a list, and it goes Jay Z, Reggie, Tupac, and Biggie, Andre from Outcast, but it. You're not getting that, so I'll just leave it alone. It's an Eminem <laughs> reference. It's Eminem yeah, reference. Okay. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to start from, uh, I want to say, my number 20, 20th second baseman. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work my way up. Some of these are not in exact order. Uh, However, I will explain why I have them where I have them. And if I'm missing somebody that you might think is a uh, worthwhile person, whether they belong in the top 20, according to you, or if they're, excuse me, um, uh, I want to say honorable mention. We can talk about it, but let's get this party started, okay? Yep. At number twenty, from the Phillies, I have Cesar Hernandez. Now, Cesar Hernandez is a young guy, three years in the league, right? Uh, Hernandez okay. is a valuable and versatile player without a ton of home run power, but with a good base stealing ability. If you recall. I said that these uh, second basemen and shortstops are going to be um, really, really busy this year, stealing bases, getting doubles, and stuff like that. Now, Chase Utley left Philly, which opened the door for this kid. So a line drive hitting a utility man thrust into a starting job. Hernandez was solid in uh, 2015 and looks to improve in 2016 as he assumes primary lead-off duties for the Phillies. That's a big, 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 big 
uh, uh, thing there. He's a leadoff man. He's a leadoff man. So when you're a leadoff man, that means you're going to have maybe four to five opportunities per game to get on the base. So that can go either way. If he strikes out, if he doesn't take the walk, if he doesn't get the base hit, your average, your on-base percentage and all that, it goes down. But, but the upside is if he does do well, which he pretty much does, you'll be fine. Now, check this out. 2014, he had 114 at-bats, average 237. He had uh, 13 runs, one home run, four RBIs, and one stolen base. Now, that was with splitting time in AAA. Last year, full year in the bigs, had 405 at-bats. 272 was his average. His on-base percentage was 339. So roughly every third at bat, he was getting on the base. With a a decent slugging percentage, 348. Um, He had 57 runs, one home run, 35 RBIs, and 19 stolen bases. That's his first time in the bigs for a full year seeing pitching all over the place. So the potential for this young man in his third year is very high. So I have him right now at number 20 with the ability to move up because the Phillies, they're not feeling anything right about now. That I have ranked, excuse me, number eight, uh, excuse me, number 19, he could have and probably should be ranked a little higher, but last year, to me, he had a very disappointing year, even though it was one of his better average years. And I'm talking about Jonathan Shoup. Now, Shoup can play second and third because when Manny Machado went down, uh, they moved him over to third base. I think this kind of hurt his growth as a second baseman and his ability to take care of uh, everything he needed to take care of. As far as being an overall uh, great player, Again, he's a 24-year-old, third-year player. And uh, Shoup's pro, uh, prodigious uh, – oh, Jesus can't get the word out. Prodigious home run power is his most interesting attribute, and his biggest flaw has been a high strikeout rate. Okay? Sadly, with a long swing and poor plate discipline, Shoup relies on aggressiveness and, uh, and sported and impressive – 203 iOS in 2015. The problem here is this. He's cheap power. All right? He has to do more to drive the ball so he can get runs in, and he needs to polish his game. Andrew Jones in his lineup. He's got Chris Davis in his lineup. He's got... um, I forgot the other guy they just picked up, the Orioles did. But he has a lot of help here. Oh, and Manny Machado, duh, can't forget him. And last year, he had his second best average in the majors, but he only had 305 at-bats. He had 279 with an on-base percentage of 306, decent slugging at um, .482, 
34 runs, 15 home runs, 39 RBIs, and two stolen bases. Now, this is a guy who should have more than two stolen bases, even though he hasn't proven when he was in the uh, minors or anything that he could do that. But he's a second baseman who has power and speed. But he wants to go for the home run every time. And that's causing him to uh, not be that attractive to a lot of people. In fact, Shoop has been on the waiver wire in several leagues that I've played in the past couple years because of that. 2014, his average was 209 with 16 home runs, 45 RBIs, and 48 runs. His productivity does not match what he's uh, capable of doing. That's the problem. That's why he's at my number 19. Then I go up to Joe uh, Panic of the Giants, number 19, a very good uh, plate disciplinarian, but he doesn't get that many appearances. Last year, he had 312. He had uh, eight home runs, uh, 37 RBIs, three stolen bases. Again, if you notice where these people are ranked in my listing, it's because they're not productive on the pads. They're just not. And you got to be productive on the pads if you want to be uh, a better second baseman. Now, this other guy, a big disappointment last year, a big disappointment, mainly because he was slated to be the breakout player of last year. And he wasn't. I'm talking about Josh Harrison. The young man could play the outfield, the infield. And I think that was the problem because he was dedicated to one position. His versatility became somewhat of a liability. What does that mean? That means that Josh Harrison was, he, he should have been the leadoff guy. He should have been, he should have been the guy getting on base consistently and setting the table for everybody else. You got McCutcheon, you know, line up just to knock him home and get him in. But he struck out a lot last year. Production-wise, he had 418 at-bats. Average dropped from 315 to a 287, which is not bad in the majors. Don't, don't get it twisted. 287 is not bad in the majors in a pitching hemisphere. Not bad at all. However, when you drop from 315 to 287, it's a question for concern. His slugging went down by 100 from 490 to 390. His runs went down by 20 from 77 to 57. Home runs. Home runs from 13 to 4. RBIs 52 to 28 and stolen bases 18 to 10. All right. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be a super uh, bounce back player, but what I am saying is that Josh Harrison was a disappointment last year, and you can probably get him really cheap this year and expect better production. All right. Another guy that I like, but here's the deal. 
This guy's old. He's old. He's been in the league for 14 years. Still a very good player. Has a decent average. But he steals bases. And the only reason why I have him right here is because he's really old. He's he's in he's in the league and he's 34. I'm talking about Brandon Phillips. Phillips uh he has upside because he he has speed. He's not going to get you much in in the department of home runs, but he's going to get you at least like last year, he had a 296 average, uh 330 on-base percentage, slugging 390, 69 uh, runs, 12 home runs, 70 RBIs, and 23 stolen bases. At 34, well, last year, 33, he had 23 stolen bases. It's going to slow down a little bit. going to slow down just a little bit. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me, 14 years in the league, it'll do it to you. Next, I have Howie Kendrick. Uh, now, here's the deal. Howie has always been a very good average guy. Always been a very good average guy, but he doesn't um he doesn't do well when he has good bats around him, which is crazy to me because I would think that would be uh something good for you, especially if you're an average hitter. What I mean by average hitter is you hit for average and occasionally you'll send one out of the park. And that's what Howie Kendricks is. 295 last year. With 64 runs, nine home runs, 54 uh, RBIs, and six stolen bases. He's a guy, 10 years in the league, 32 years old, who can still play the game. And he's someone that's available, guaranteed off waivers. Guaranteed. Now, here's another young man who I have. I believe I have him at, what, number 15? Talking about Logan Forsyth. I actually like Logan Forsythe. He's 28 years old, so he's coming into his prime as a baseball player, five years in the league, okay? He he was a late bloomer, but he had a breakout year last year. Best average he's had since he's been in the majors uh, with a 281, 17 home runs, 68 RBI, 69 runs, and nine stolen bases. The problem is the Rays, they don't score a lot. But they play pretty good defense. That's why they're always in the hunt. Always in the hunt. Let's go on to my number 13 uh, player, which is another old guy, but seems to keep himself going. And he left Pittsburgh to come to Jerry's Mets. And I'm talking about Neil Walker. Seven years in the league. Decent average, 269. But he's he's pretty good across the board. 69 runs, 16 home runs, 71 RBIs, and four steals. He's never going to be that guy that once he gets on the base pads, that he's going to be a threat. He's not. But he is a guy that's a very good situational hitter. Okay? So with that being said, I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to let JT talk to you guys and uh, break down my first uh, what is that? 13 second baseman. Talk to me, JT. You named off 13. Is that right? Is that what it was? Yep. Well, 
outside, let me put it this way, outside of um, uh, Logan Foresight, um, Jonathan, not Josh Harrison, uh, you name guys that are exclusively second basemen. Um, from what I'm seeing here, you name guys that are exclusively second basemen. Josh Harrison is a multi-positional player, um, along with um, Logan Foresight. Other than that, all these guys, like I said, are second basemen. You, you did say they're in no particular order. Uh, well, I happen to be a pretty big Brandon Phillips fan. Um, um, and Josh Harrison, uh, you named that he went down in, in uh, um, some categories. But he was dealing with uh, some injuries last year, and that uh, um, hurt his numbers. Uh, if he comes back um, to a his uh, 2014 level, uh, I expect him to um, be a mid-round Steal, for the simple fact is I think he, his numbers in 2014 were better than 2015 because of, uh, like I said, injuries, and I like him a lot. Howie Kendrick, I've always been able to pick up Howie Kendrick because for some reason he doesn't get that love, but he's a consistent player, um, and uh, he's not one to steal a lot of bases, but he, he, he's good on average, <clears throat> in, in, in hitting average. Um, trying to think what other guys that you had here. Joe Panic, um, not a big fan of Joe Joe Panic, uh, but uh, he can, along with Jonathan Shoop, um, give you consistent numbers. One's better in the um, stolen bases than the other, and but uh, you, if in a second baseman, in my opinion, in being a second baseman uh, and being able to get good production. From a second baseman, you got to have um, a decent, decent power numbers. Joe Panic doesn't, um, and that's why, in my opinion, he has good average. Um, but um, I would rather get a second baseman that has some type of power to him, so you get more than um, the on base percentage and runs scored. Um, I'm, I'm looking for more. I know that he's lower on the totem pole for second baseman. Um, that's why I probably wouldn't get Joe Panic or uh, Jonathan Shoop unless Jonathan Shoop can give me more um, power than he's um, <clears throat> has in the past. Uh, there's a lot of other guys that I would look to um, pick up, and um, they're quite naturally higher in your know, rankings. Um, so unless I'm, um, looking for a guy, I'm looking for a guy that's going to give me decent stolen base percent, stolen bases, I should say, um, decent home run and average. That's why I more than likely would lean toward Jonathan Shoup versus Joe Panic, um, because Shoup can give me more home runs and, a decent average, um, and basically that's what that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that's going to give me a decent production out of more than one category. Um, Correct. At least three or four categories um, that are in my fantasy league. If one guy is deficient, then he's going to hurt me, especially if he's my starting 
um, positional player in, in second base. And second base, just like uh, shortstop, I know we're not talking about shortstops, but the middle, infi- middle infielders, you need them to give you decent numbers from multiple categories, and they have to do with home runs, average, um, and stolen bases, especially stolen bases. You expect your shortstop and, and your second baseman to be able to get on base quite a bit uh, and, and move throughout the bases through, via stolen base. Um, so difficult with second basements, um, but there are, there are some to find that you can find in later rounds. I know Victor is going to be talking about more, and those that he's talking about higher in the um, rankings are going to give you that multi-category, um, um, that's multiple, multiple categories that you're looking for. Um, but the most of what you, what, what, most of what you came out with, Victor, these guys are exclusively second basemen, like I said, with the, with the uh, exception of uh, Josh Harrison and Logan Forsythe. The other ones that you talked about are just second baseman. And, uh, well, that's their limitation. Well, and and that's what we we're, we'll get to that breakdown part once finish this. But that was my focus. Second baseman. There are some swing guys just like Harrison in there that I'm I'm going to talk about. But let me get through this, and then we can talk about the importance of having a player that's an everyday player, but can also uh, swing to left field, right field, first base, second base, whatever the case may be. But um, you segued immediately into what I wanted to get into, which was a player that can provide more than just doubles or singles or stolen bases. However, a lot of those players are disappearing in this baseball pitcher-friendly um, environment. One such player is my number 12, and that's Robinson Cano. Now, um, some people think Robinson Cano is going to have a bounce-back year this year. I don't think he will. Even at 33 years old, 11 years in the majors, he got exposed a bit when he left the New York Yankees and that power lineup. The problem is this. Cano's numbers have declined. Okay? Mm -hmm. And when he's with the Yankees, last year he was with the Yankees, he was at uh, bats 605 times. He had a 314 average, which was very good for him. He had a slugging percentage of 516. 81 runs scored, 27 home runs, 107 RBI, 7 stolen bases. First year in Seattle, 595 at-bats, which isn't bad. Same average of 314, pretty much same on-base percentage of 382. Slugging went down to 454. Runs went down to 77. Home runs went almost in half to 14. And the big telltale here, his RBIs went down over uh, 25 RBIs, even though he increased his stolen bases to 10. Last year, the big hit came to his average. Again, 287 is a very good average for a average baseball player in the bigs now. But when you go from 314 to 287, it's going to show 
His slugging percentage went down to 446. On base percentage went down to 334. RBIs actually went back up to where it was when he was with the Yankees. So he had 82, 21 home runs, 79 RBIs, and two stolen bases. Now, yeah, I get it. He might have been injured a little bit. I got it. But 624 at-bats for this guy who's getting paid a king's ransom, by the way. Um, and he's aging. Seeger and all those other guys up in Seattle, they're not protecting him like he was protected in New York. It, it just not, it's just not happening. He doesn't have a Derek Jeter that's going to get on base all the time for him. He doesn't have a Bernie Williams, a Mark Texturea, or someone like that to help him get better pitches. He's the focus. And at 33 years in, um, I don't think he's going to get any better. Even though I do have him at at number 12, um, I've learned my lesson to steer clear of him. I've learned my lesson. Uh, Now, that takes me to Ben Zorbis. Well, not Ben Zorbis. I apologize. It takes me to Dustin Pedroia. I like Dustin Pedroia a lot, but at 32 years old, Big Poppy is not going to be swinging the bat too much longer, and he was dealing with a bunch of injuries last year. Pedroia, um, you know, he's a guy used to be an RBI machine and a runs machine and a stolen base machine, but over the last couple of years, All those numbers have dropped, okay? Last year, he only had 381 plate appearances due to injury, and that's because his body's starting to break down a little bit, which is expected. You know, it was his best slugging year in quite some time with a 441. Uh, His average, you know, he's a very good for average hitter at 291. But last year, he had 46 runs, 42 batted in, two stolen bases, as I said before, 12 home runs. The reason why I'm staying away from Dustin, um, unless I have to go get him, is because of his uncertainty. Will the injuries continue to plague him and stop him from being in that lineup day in and day out? He's already got the, hey, I'm going to take a day off uh, credit because he's been such a great player. But, you know, he just played 93 games last year. 93. I believe it's 160 games in baseball. 162. Yeah, 162. That's not good, especially if you're going to have him as your everyday second baseman. Yes, he's in my top 12 at number 11, but unless he's healthier, play the game with him. That takes me to my number 10 guy, Ben Zorbis. Who, I love him, man. And, I love and this guy. To, I like him, too. I like him, too. That's why I have him at, at number 10. Um, because of his age, he's 34 years old, 10 years in, an excellent all-around player. Yep. And, re- and reliable fantasy contributor. Okay, Zorbis is good, and he leaves Tampa Bay to go to the Cubs 
And, you know, that's the thing. The Cubs are going to get a whole lot better this year. A whole lot. They were uh, a couple of games away from the World Series under Joe Madden in his first year. So Ben leaves Tampa, comes up to Joe Madden in, in Chicago. Um, excuse me, last year he was in Kansas City and in, in Oakland. Uh, so he split time there. But the point is, he knows Joe Madden, right? So in his split time, he had a 284 average with Kansas City going to the World Series. He had 37 runs, seven home runs, 23 RBI, two stolen bases. While he was with Oakland, 268, 39 runs, six home runs, 33 RBI, one stolen base. So, sorry about Keeping that. Keeping you up, huh? So you, shut up, Jerry. <laughs> so if you combine that, that's 76 runs, whatever, 13 home runs, <laughs> Yep. 54 RBI and three stolen bases for the year. And now he's going to a a team that's going to be pretty good for him because they have run production and good pitching in the Cubs. And Joe Madden, he's he was playing National League baseball in the American League in Tampa and he was winning. He's going to have a better season with the Cubs because let's look at the uh, the Central, right? It's going to be tough to the Cardinals, you know, consistently. But the Reds aren't that hot, and, and a couple other teams aren't that hot in, in the uh, National League Central. This could be a very good year for the Cubs and Ben Zorbis. He's my number 10. Switch hitter. Now, Yes, switch hitter, which is a very good quality uh, to have in your uh, in your lineup because that means he's going to be there every day, whether you go whether you're facing lefty or righty pitching, and he's very good at at, at uh, both sides actually. Um, but that takes me to my next guy, who I have at number nine. Now I got him at number nine because uh, I think he's going to benefit, even though. He's somewhat of a defensive liability. I have Daniel Murphy. He picked up with the uh, stop it with the Washington Nationals. He's always had a good average, very good average, because um, he's an average player when it comes there. But he knows how to hit the ball when he needs to. So last year, while he was with the Mets, he hit two eighty one at with 499 plate appearances. Um, his on base percentage isn't that good, but it's 322. Slugging 449, 56 runs, uh, 14 RBI, excuse me, 14 home runs, 73 RBIs, and two stolen bases. That's where he's falling down, the stolen bases. But these guys that I'm, I'm starting to mention they're going to have potential for a 15-15 year. What does that mean? 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases, or more. Um, So Daniel is going to have a great opportunity. Why? Because, uh, yes, Denard Spann has left the the Nationals, and they don't have a good leadoff man. 
because Ramos is looking to go somewhere else. Uh, Desmond, Ian Desmond, who I like, is going somewhere else. I don't think he's going to resign. So Daniel Murphy will have tons of opportunities to hit at the top of the lineup and set up for Bryce Harper, Jason Worth, and uh, a couple other players. Can the pitching help him out, though? That's the thing. But Daniel Murphy is my number nine. Um, let's move on to some young guns who I like. Uh, I have one more old-timer. Well, a couple of uh, old-timers, really. But let's go to uh, this guy right here. Second year in the league, 21 years old. Rognit Odor with the Rangers. This kid is what Jerry's talking about when he's looking for a player that can provide multiple categories. Yes, he is strictly a second baseman, but he can provide multiple categories for you. The potential for this kid is amazing. Okay, so last year, his first year in the big leagues, uh, completely, because he's with the Texas Rangers and he had uh, 386 uh, at-bats in 2014. Then they sent him back down to the minors. Um, But it's his turn. It's his time. So last year, 426 at bats, averaged 261, 16 home runs, 54 runs, 61 RBIs, six stolen bases, with a slugging percentage of 465. He's a young gun with the Rangers who are slowly resurging, slowly resurging. And it's going to be something of a uh, – uh, of a renaissance for them because I believe uh, Odor is one of those guys that if you're in a keeper league, he's going to be the guy you want to keep for next year or one of the guys you're going to want to keep for next year. Uh, there's a lot of upside to this kid um, with home runs and stolen bases. He's one of those 15, 15 candidates that I was talking about. Uh, he's going to be an everyday player barring injury. He could be the spark that the Rangers need to get their bats going again and having people afraid of them. Now, I go to my next guy, Carlton Wong. Carlton started out really well last year. He faltered towards the end of the season. I'm not sure if it was because um, the pressure, whether it was because he was hitting a sophomore slump because this is his third year coming up. Um, I mean, excuse me, it, it was his – junior year, I should say, because he, he, three years in, in the bigs, whether it was because he went to bat more times than he ever had in the in the uh, bigs before with 557 at-bats, um, but he had a decent average, his best average since being in the bigs at 262, his uh, on-base percentage also the best he's had since he's been in the bigs, 321, uh, slugging 386. 71 runs, 11 home runs, 61 RBIs, and 15 stolen bases. Now, last year, he hit 20 stolen bases, which is cool, you know, but he's he's that 15, 15 guy I was talking about. He's going to get you 15 home runs, potentially, and 15 stolen bases, but he's on base a lot. And that means with the Cardinals bats, because they're, they're good bats, he's going to score. Last year, he had 71 runs. And he knocked in 61 of his own. So this kid is projected to do pretty well this year. That's why I have him at number six. I think he's going to be one of those guys that steps up and steps out and uh, comes through with the goods. Now I go to another guy, Ian Kinsler. 
Ian's 33 years old, 10 years in the big leagues, and he's one of those unheralded kids. I've, I've seen this guy go late, 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 late in the rounds. I don't know why. I mean, listen, he's very, very gifted, okay? You know, I know he's 33 years old. I know he's on a team that has a lot of big bats, and he's near the top of the lineup, or he is the, the leadoff guy. But think about this. He's averaging 600 at-bats or more a year. 600. Last year, he had 296, 94 runs, 11 home runs, 73 RBIs, and 10 home runs. I mean, and 10 stolen bases. He has Miguel Cabrera, you know, helping him out. Now he has Justin Upton up there to help him out. It, 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 I don't think Justin's going to be leadoff. I think Ian's going to put leadoff uh, because Justin is somewhat inconsistent. I think he'll probably hit near Miggy. Um, but Ian is one of those kids that, for whatever reason, he just doesn't get the same type of love as, like, a Robinson Cano or Dustin Pedroia. But his numbers are better than both. Over the past three years, over the past three years, Ian Kinsler's production has been better than some of the top-rated second basemen. And yet he falls every year in the draft. Not sure why, but hey, he's one of those guys that I like to steal. Let's go to uh, my number four guy. Uh, Jason Knippis. I like Jason Knippis a lot. Uh, Knippness, I should say. Uh, yes, thanks. Because on a team, I know you have an issue with names. I'm trying to get better. Shut your pie hole. So, Jason Knippis is one of those guys that, you know, he's consistent. He's had a very good average five years in the league. Last year, he averaged 303. 86 runs, 9 home runs, 52 RBIs, and 12 stolen bases. He's normally a stolen base guy. Last year, he went down in stolen bases. Um, 13 and 14, he had 30 and 22. And last year was like his worst stolen base year in in several years with 12. But the guy is phenomenal. You know, the Indians know how to score. They just need to work on their pitching. And Clubber is going to have to be their, their ace in the hole. All right. Let's move on because I know Jerry has to get to his people. Um, my number three guy is is one of those guys that Jerry says you got to have, which is a guy that can be in very uh, in multiple positions, and that's Brian Dozier of the Minnesota Twins. Four years in, this kid is pretty good, pretty, pretty good. And I want to say pretty good because he can play anywhere on the field, literally, and still be productive. Last year, he had uh, not so good of an average at 236, um, 101 runs, 101, 28 home runs, 77 RBIs, and 12 stolen bases. But listen, this kid or young man, he's all over the field, and he's still getting runs scored. He's still hitting home runs, and he's getting knocked in. He's one of those guys that – He's going to be an everyday player. He can be a sub in the outfield. He can come in and play second. He can come in and play short and still be productive. And I believe Dozier also was eligible for first base 
last year. So he's a guy that I really think people can look out for last year. I mean, for for this year, um, because his power numbers are increasing, and his runs are increasing. Last year he he dripped dipped a little, but he had 112 in 2014, 101 in 2015. Have I said any any second baseman with more than 90 runs scored? Nope, not until now. Brian Dozier is that guy. My number two guy is a stolen base machine, just a stolen base machine, and he hits for average, and I love him. And he's only five years in the league, and he's on a good team with the Marlins, who are young, and they're coming up strong. And I'm talking about D. Gordon. I love D. Gordon, okay? Um, last year, 615 plate appearances, average of 333. That means exactly Every third ball he gets, he's hitting it, okay? Slugging percentage of uh, 418, on-base percentage 359, 88 runs, four home runs, 46 RBIs, 58 stolen bases. year before that, 64. 64. I love D. Gordon. I love the speed. And, of course, my number one guy, and that leads into my trade that I made, uh, with this league that I inherited. Um, but I think I got value for him. I'm talking about Jose Altuve, young guy, 25 years old, five years in the league. Uh, he's a small guy, but he gets on base, and he has very good ball skills. He's a beast. That's, that's the bottom line. 638 at-bats. He's averaging, averaging, 625 at-bats over the five-year period. Lead-off guy. Okay, the diminutive infielder piles up the hits, and he can, continues to uh, mature and makes for a safe bet with lots of upside. Okay? Um, he's outstanding. 2014 season wasn't a fluke. So he followed up with 2015 season, which was just as good, and 2016 might be even better, okay? Or more of the same. You never know. But 40, excuse me, not 40, 86 runs scored, 15 home runs, 66 RBIs, and 38 stolen bases. The kid can play. The kid can play. And I traded him away from this fantasy team that I had um, because it only had, in my opinion, three good players. Altuve, Seeger, Kyle Seeger, and Rosenthal. I like the other players that were on there, which were Samarja and uh, Velasquez, uh, but they're not consistent enough. So I traded them. I traded them for Chris Sale, Chris Archer, and a seventh-round pick. This is a five-team keeper league. I did this in. So you got to keep five players. Or you can keep, you know, as a minimum of three, maximum of five. So I traded them away for Archer, Sale, and a high draft pick, which is pretty much a second rounder if you count the seventh as a second rounder. Uh, if everybody's going to keep five, some will, some won't. Um, but I think I did that in a good deal because – I then turned around and traded Chris Sale today 
for two picks uh, while maintaining uh, the talent pool that I acquired through other trades. Um, Two nice picks, by the way, I, I might add. So I told Jerry about this. I have six decent players now. When I started with just three, I have a middle round pick. But now I have several picks that are high in in different rounds. But in the seventh round, I start out with one pick. I now have five seventh round picks. Okay. (laughs) Are you kidding me? In a 20 team league, in a 20 team league, I now have five seven-round picks. Wow. Not to mention, these are the five or six players. I'll, I'll, I'll even throw seven. Seven players I'm considering keeping. I traded for Cespedes. I traded for Gardner. I traded for Wong, who already told you I think Wong is going to have a very good year because he's good defensively and he's a good 15-15 guy. I traded for Archer. I traded for uh, Kimbrel, who's now the closer for the uh, for the Boston Red Sox, who also have David Price, by the way. Um, I got Rosenthal, uh, Kimbrel, and I'm thinking about uh, Val- Valquez from the Royals. But here's my question, JT: Out of those mm-hmm. seven, which mm-hmm. five do I keep, or do I go with four? just so I can have a pick in the fifth round and then get five picks in the seventh round. Talk to me. Well, you have five picks in the seventh round regardless. Am I right about that? That is correct. Okay. So what I would do is this. I'd keep Rosenthal. I'd keep Gardner, Archer, Cespedes, and Wong. i let Kimbrough go. That gives I traded you two, for Kimbrough. Two... Okay. You traded for Kimbrough. So what's that got to do with anything? Well, he's the top-rated closer. I mean, uh, I got I, I got I got the number that. one and two. I got the number one and two closers in the league because Chapman Chapman's going to get suspended, and I can't wait for him uh, to come back. Uh, don't don't count on that. It, that doesn't look like he may get suspended, so don't count on that. And I okay. would I would I would beg to differ that um, I would rather have Rosenthal. Then the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Rosenthal happens to be on a better team, in my opinion, than um, than um, than uh, Kimbrel. Uh, Kimbrel. Uh, so that means he's going to get more opportunities to uh, close. Uh, and uh, Kimbrel's on the Boston Red, Red Sox, and the Red Sox, for all intents and purposes, are um, rebuilding. Let me put it that way. In my opinion, now I know they they acquired some players. They had a bad season, or they had two seasons or whatever, and now they're trying to come back, make a comeback. Um, I can't trust that. Uh, let me put it, if you if you let me put it this way: if you can trade Kimbrough again for a draft pick, I would do that. But I would just think about who you have here. You got a solid starting pitcher. You got a solid second baseman. You got two. Solid outfielders. Um, both of them can run. Gardner's a better steal threat than Cespedes, but both of them have power. 
Um, and then you have Rosenthal. You have a closer. You have one closer already. You can. This closer is going to be sitting out there, um, or, or set up guys that are eventually going to be closers because that's always the case going into the baseball season. Some some closer either is going to get hurt, or some setup guy because the closer is ineffective is going to take his spot. You have one of the best already. Um, I would rather have a one closer uh, over two, and then solidify my other positions. Um, closer, some closers don't even get uh, um, two, two or three starts in a week. So you got to you got to understand that that closer may sit there for a week without getting um, an opportunity because the team he's on, and a team like Boston, who is really a question mark. I would rather have St. Louis, who I know is going to be competitive every day, than an inconsistent Boston Red Sox team. So I would rather have my position players, like I uh, like you spelled out, and uh, uh, if I had to dump somebody, it would be a closer, and the closer I would rather dump would be Kimbrell over Ro- Rosenthal, um, and that's just my that's just my opinion. Uh, and if you can get something like a pick for, for Kimbrell, even though you acquired him, there's nothing to say that you can't um, push him off to somebody else and, and get water another pick. Correct. I mean, that's what I did with uh, Sell. Even though Sell has high strikeouts, I think the White Sox are in decline. And last year, he finished year five and nine. I don't think he's going to improve that much. But we have many contests in this league where it's called the strikeout king. So the team with the most strikeouts at the end of the year gets like, uh, I think, like 100 bucks or something like that. So that was my uh, goal for collecting him and then flipping him into picks or a better player. So, I mean, I I see what you're saying about Kimbrell. Um, I'm actually really going to think about that because I got to start three, I mean, two starting pitchers and two uh, closers and then three pitchers in any you know, any setting. So I was looking at it saying, well, I got two closes already. I got one starter. All I got to do is with my first pick in the seventh is grab a a decent pitcher. But I got five picks in the seventh. So two of them at the top Mm -hmm. of the order. One, which is my original one, is in the middle. And then I got two at the bottom. So – that's a perfect, almost a perfect world. You, 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 yeah. you got the spec of that round. So, yeah, and that, and that's and that's uh, that's in, in essence because you if you keep up the how many keepers can you have? Five. And if you don't keep five, if you don't keep five, you can draft in the fourth and fifth rounds. Right. So, uh, depending on it, could be your. Uh, it could be your second round, your seventh round. It could be your second round, uh, which has, in essence it is going to be your second round. It could be somebody's mm-hmm. other, uh, somebody else's fourth round. So, um, I you know I would I would I would if it was me, I'd uh, um, let let the Kimbrough go or try to get a pick um, for Kimbrough. 
Let me put it that way. Okay. Well, I'm always looking to improve, and, you know, you are better at me at baseball. I will admit it, but that's because your mom is better, and you listen <laughs> to your mom. Wait, no way. You know what? You know why? You're Mr. Conservative when it comes to baseball, and I take a lot of chances. If you see the guys I take, I know some guys think I'm taking risks, but I'm 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 taking calculated risks, uh, and uh, it's paid off sometimes, and sometimes it's bit me right in the you know where. So it happens. No, no reward. That's how I feel. No risk, no no reward. So. All right, well, that's my top 20. Yep, that's my top 20 second baseman. That's my uh, trade dilemma. We've got 20 minutes left to live there. If you just want to run down, say again. Nothing, nothing. I can run them down. I can run them down. Run them down and then break down uh, a few of them. Then we can get out of here. But just wanted to let folks know, I, I told y'all I was going to get better this year. I told you. Now. Once that draft happens and I have a full roster, I'll let you guys know. And uh, we're going to do our fantasy draft. Um, I want to do it live on air, so it's going to be the master plan or it's going to be our show. But if not, we'll just break down the draft that following um, Saturday. Um, But that being said, I'm going to turn it over to you, JT, and I will be the co-host for the next 15 minutes and uh, let you do what you do. All right. Um, we're going to start at number 20. Um, this guy's moved on. Um, he's, he's a 10-year veteran in, in the league now. And um, I think uh Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You got to tell people what position you're talking about first. This outfielder. These are all outfielders. Not no no breakdown of right fielder, center fielder, or left fielder. These are outfielders. Plain and simple. Outfielders. Hello? You with me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just saying the, the listeners didn't know that. That's all I was saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're we're dealing with outfielders. Um this is this is my uh belly wick uh t- uh today. Um dealing with outfielders. And uh, Justin Up- Upson-, Upson happens to be a right fielder, but he is an outfielder. Last year, he had 154 games where he uh, um, uh, had an average of about 270. Um, the only problem I have is with Justin Upton is uh, he had a overabundance of strikeouts, um, which is uh, uh, 159, and I'm sorry, he, he batted 250, and, but he is the person that you can count on with stolen bases. He's my number 20 guy, um, and he's playing with Detroit. And you mentioned that he's with Miguel Cabrera. I expect him to flourish. Um, with, but he, unfortunately, he has a, has a tendency to have a high strikeout rate. Um, the next guy is number 19. Now, I really like this guy. I picked him up uh, um, the last time I played fantasy baseball. And, and this guy, um, when he first first on the scene was just being used sparingly until they realized, uh, well, they, they knew this guy could hit. Um, he's on a very young team. He's with um, a guy that I think is going to be able to use him. He's a dual threat because he does catch the ball also, and I'm talking about Kyle Schwarzberger from the Chicago Cubs. A lot. Of, this guy's a hitting machine, 
and I think he's only going to get better. Uh, I have him at 19. That That's going to tell you um, the uh, depth of um, the uh, outfielders because I, I do believe he can be a top 10 guy um, because he hits for average and power, and, and I like him a lot. Num- number 18, uh, who is uh, uh, not expected to play until at least May 1st because he's out with a shoulder injury, is um, from the Cleveland Indians is uh, Michael Brantley. Uh, number 17, uh, I have uh, he is a guy that can um, that showed out in the uh, playoffs and the World Series, uh, and I expect him to just uh, take a step that much more forward this year. Is Lorenzo, Lorenzo Kane. Um number 16? I have this guy. I really like this guy uh, a lot too. Um, he was he had been dealing with injuries left and right. Uh, I, I picked him up on a cheap last last year. Um, he dealt with injuries and all kinds of problems last last year. Uh, he is out of uh, Colorado, which is a launching pad for guys that can uh, hit uh, home runs, and he's one of them. I'm talking about Carlos Gonzalez. Excuse me, Carlos Gonzalez. Uh, number fifteen. Uh, uh, we had talked about it already because Victor picked him up. Apparently, he does like him too. Um, he he's from my favorite team. Uh, he was was one of the main cogs of the Mets getting to the World Series. May not show that well in the World Series, but I expect him with a full season with the Mets to be a, 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 a outstanding outfielder and a um. RBI machine uh, with over 100 um, RBIs like he did last year, over 30 home runs like he did last year, and he's extremely durable. He played for 159 games, not all with the Mets quite naturally, but he played 159 games last year, over 600 at-bats, 184 hits, um, and he scored 101 runs. So this this guy is a... um, Stat machine, let me put it that way. And I think he's just just going to get better, um, even though he strikes out over, uh, on average, 135 times. I still like uh, Yolando Cespedes, Cespedes a lot. That's why I have him at number um, uh, 15. Another guy out of Colorado that came into his own uh, for the most part and was con- consistent in batting average. And um, getting on base is uh, Charlie Blackman out of the Colorado Rockies. Um, anytime you can get somebody that's got a, uh, a decent bat in Colorado, you try to pick them up because those out of 81 games um, that they're going to play in Colorado, do uh, you know they're going to put up decent numbers, whether it's home runs um, or hits or, or, or on base percentage or uh, total bases um, out of Colorado. This hey, can I jump in real quick? Go ahead. I was going to say, since you're on this Colorado kick, it's a guy I forgot. It's DJ LeMayhew, second yep. baseman for Colorado. Yep. I completely yep. forgot him, and I apologize. And, I well, whatever. But uh, he's in my top ten. Um, mm-hmm. So I apologize for that. You kept saying Colorado, and it just sprung to my head. So before I forgot again – I want to throw that in there. So I apologize. Keep going. Okay. 
Uh, this guy, I've picked him up, um, and I've even traded him to Mr. Uh, FSP uh, and, and uh, try to even get him back um, when when he caught fire. Out of Milwaukee, I know he's been ostracized for be, using PEDs, but uh, Ryan Braun has been consistent year in and year out. Uh, the last few years, he's, he's had um, some injuries to uh, slow him down, but he's been able to overcome him and still put up decent numbers. Um, PEDs. I know. Yeah, I know PEDs. But, but the last time we were we were playing fantasy together, you you, you had, didn't hesitate to pick him up when I wanted to trade him. So, regardless, regardless. Anyway, um, he's questionable to start the season due to the injuries that he sustained. Um, so, but he's still going to be a guy that is going to put up consistent numbers once he gets healthy and plays on the field. Uh, number 12 is a guy, you know, I, this guy, for some reason, I, I, there's certain guys, and everybody has them, that they have a, uh, a, a affinity not to like or just not be drawn to. And I, I got to change my thinking on this guy. He's out of Seattle. Um, he puts up very good numbers year in, year out, even in that ballpark. I'm talking about Nelson Cruz. Um, it, it, it's a guy that last year he played, uh, over the last two years, he's played over 150 games. Um, he's around, excuse me, 600 at bats, scored about, um, uh, between 85 and 90 runs, uh, 160 to 180 hits. Uh, last two years, he's hit either um, at least 40 home runs. Um, in the last two years, he's averaged over 100 RBIs. Um, his his strikeout count, quite naturally, is, is up there because he's a power hitter. So you're going to get about 150 strikeouts a year from him. But he hits between 270 and 300. So uh, Nelson Cruz is uh, 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 almost as steady as you can come, and that's why he's my uh, um, number twelfth guy. Another guy that that been been, been consistent, um, who's my number eleven, is uh, Adam Jones, JD Mart, excuse me, JD Martinez, another guy from Detroit, um, is benefiting from hitting with uh, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, these guys are are, are putting together a pretty good hit, hitting lineup. Uh, and this guy showed a lot of power last year. And I expect him to do the same. He He's uh, my number 10 guy. And um, I think he he's going to be as consistent as he was last year. Um, he, he played 158 games versus 120-something games he played in 2014. He played 158 last year. Um, his numbers jumped up. He almost had 600 at bats last year, uh, 93 runs, 168 hits, 38 home runs, 102 RBIs. Uh, but he strikes out a lot, uh, almost 180 strikeouts while maintaining a around 280 average. So he does hit for average, but uh, uh, he does, and his hits for power and knocks runs in, uh, and he, he scored uh, almost 100 runs. Uh, and 100 RBIs last year. So um, I, I expect him to build on that as they approve that lineup and, and get more production out of him. Uh, next, I'll have this this uh, home run machine um, out of Baltimore. 
the first baseman, Chris Davis. Uh, and then I have a couple young guys in here, eighth, eight and seven. Eight being George Springer, who I think is, is a, um, I wouldn't say a phenom to be uh, reckoned with. I think he, he's just going to improve on um, his stats from last year. Uh, he's, he's on a team in Houston that has a tendency to strike out quite a bit. So if you have pitchers that are going up against the Houston Rockets or the Chicago Cubs, and we'll get get into this uh, in a later date, um, um, those two teams have a tendency to strike out quite a bit. And uh, George Springer, unfortunately, he does hit for power, does hit for um, average, and, and has some decent amount of stolen bases. Uh, he could be a good um, uh, a fine for you, probably in a – Oh my God! In the mid rounds of a, a um, of a uh, uh, fantasy baseball draft, another young guy I have at seven. This guy's been getting progressively better as we speak uh, from year to year, and uh, they're going to be relying on him a lot more this year. I'm talking about Mookie Betts. Now this guy's it it, it does does um, um steals a lot of bases. And uh, has some doesn't have a lot of power, okay, but um, he uh, can give you ten to fifteen somewhere around there, maybe twenty home runs, maybe, maybe, um, maybe. Um, he had over almost six hundred at bats last year. He scored almost a hundred runs last year. Had eighteen home runs and seventy seven RBIs. I expect him they're going to be looking for him to do a little bit more this year. Um, and his stolen bases, he had 21. So, he, like I said, he has speed, and he can hit for average. He hit uh, the last two years for, for exactly 291. So, this kid is a um, is only, in my opinion, going to get better. Um, then we have these power guys, and, and and all these guys have some power. Number six, Jose Bautista, uh, out of Toronto. Um, Need I say more? I shouldn't have to say too much about Jose Batista. Everybody knows about him. Now, this one, this other guy, um, he sneaks into my top five. He and well, last time I played fantasy baseball, uh, I picked this guy up, and, and um, he he uh, did not do me wrong. I'm talking about the guy from Arizona. He is a um, center fielder. He is uh, A.J. Pollock. Scored over 100 runs, 111 to be exact. Almost 200 hits. I had 192 hits. Uh, hit for power for 20 home runs. Had only 76 RBIs. And he only strike out 609 at-bats, and he only strikes out 89 times. And had stolen bases of 39 with a 315 batting average. This guy is not is doing nothing but getting better, and that's why he sneaks sneaks into my top five. Um, and then the, the the standard names I don't have to give you any kind of explanation for these guys. I'll just rattle them off. Uh, number four is Andrew McCutcheon out of Pittsburgh. Number three is Giancarlo Stanton, and number two. And you can flop these guys around because some people have him number one. I have him number two. Mike Trout from the Los Angeles Angels. 
And quite naturally, Victor knows who I'm putting uh, number one. Um, I, I'm not, I, may not, I may not like this guy because I think he's a prima but donna. He's the best. He's the Wait best. Let me finish. I, I didn't inter- interrupt you when you were talking. Let me finish. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I have to go with Bryce Harper. He's only getting better. Uh, and, and he was the he's the reigning MVP coming into the 2016 season, um, and I think he he he's going to have, if not as well, maybe a better season than he had last year, as long as he stays healthy. And that's the, that's one of the issues that Bryce Harper may have. He only had 100 games he played in 2014. He had a decent year in 2015 with 153 games with 521 of bats. He scored 118 runs, had 172 hits, had 42 home runs, didn't have 100 RBIs. He only had 99, um, but he had 124 walks. So that means he was seeing the baseball better and being more disciplined at the plate. He had 131 strikeouts, um, only stole, stole six bases. Now, Bryce Harper, I think he's getting a little bit more smarter. And he's not stealing as many bases to and put himself in harm's way. And I think that's the reason why this his stolen base um is his stolen base total is as little as it is. But he did hit three thirty. So um I gotta give it to him that I think he's the number one uh but you could argue that Trout's still number one, but in my opinion, Bryce Harper is. There you have it. Twenty to one. I tell you, I, I kind of like that uh, because I agree with most of it. Uh, AJ Pollock, I got him last year. Um, uh, when I drafted him, a lot of people were like, "Why are you making him your number one pick?" Uh, I just had an instinct saying that this kid was going to be mm-hmm. that good, and yep. he was on the Diamondbacks, which wasn't a very high scoring team to begin with, but right. uh, the the kid could hit, and he was putting people. Uh, in position to score and scoring. So I can agree with that. Um, now, I love Bryce, but I still think Trout is number one. Um, however, I can agree with you. I think they're actually interchangeable. The difference is Bryce is better when he has his bats around him working. Trout is consistent regardless of the bats around him. Now, he has a big one at Albert Pujols that's there. Howie Kendrick was there, um, who was an average guy. Uh, and I believe they went out and got a shortstop that I'm going to talk about next week um, that's good as well. But, you know, both of those kids are, are, are excellent, in my opinion. Um, and they're the big boppers. They're they're the big bats that can mm-hmm. also hit for, for average which is always a good thing, you know. And that's why I always go high. I also think McCutcheon is going to have a bounce-back year this year. I really think he is. Last year he was a big disappointment. Um, but Early on. Early on, but he came yeah, on late. Yeah. I think he came on yeah. like mid-season after that. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, a lot of people still have, and I don't, but it's only because I see the decline. Kershaw – and, uh, well, I can see Matt Scherzer still being above some of those guys that we're talking about when you pick them. But in my opinion, Kershaw is definitely not above 
the top five bats you had mentioned. Um, the reason why is because he's a flamethrower, but the fielding behind him has not been that good. Not that good at all. So it's going to cost him and his owners if he doesn't strike folks out because they can't field. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to the program. Uh, hopefully you got some good information out of it. Uh, I broke down my top 20 uh, second baseman. JT did his top 20 outfielders and, you know, not center field, left field, right field, but just outfielders next week. I'll probably well next week I'm going to do short stops and JT what are you going to do next week? Pitchers. Pitchers. You're going to do pitchers. Pitchers yep. all around. No, you're not. I'm doing relief pitchers, so you're doing starting pitching. So uh, yeah, okay. That's what you're in for next week. We hope you enjoy it. And JT said there will be no master plan tomorrow, so just enjoy a day of peace without the weird one going crazy. <laughs> oh, it's like that, huh? It's like well, that. I got to end it the like way that. you started it. Taking shots. <laughs> shots. Shots. With that being said, I love my guy JT and uh, everybody else out there listening to us. We thank you. We'll see you next week. We are out of here. Fantasy Sports and Politics. You want to talk back? You in the right place, so take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine, but there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy, sports, and politics.